Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. Are you interested in advertising with the Action Catalyst? Our listeners could be hearing about your brand right here, right now. For details, shoot us an email at info at theactioncatalyst.com. Welcome to the Action Catalyst. This is Dan Moore, and I am so delighted today to have as our guest, Katie Kovalvik. I've gotten to know Katie over the last year or so. She is the founder of Southwestern Empowerment Group, and you'll learn a lot more about that as we talk. But what to me is so amazing about her background is that she brings not only solid business experience and background in one of the most difficult and challenging high-pressure environments, medical device sales, where she was highly successful, both as a producer and as a leader of people, but also due to something that really came out of the blue. She had to rethink her life and figure out some things that would help her, which she's then been able to translate into helping so many other people. She's been inspiring men and women all over the world for the past 10 years to achieve lasting results and changes in their lives. Uh, She has so many certifications behind her name, uh, everything from a health counselor to a trainer in NLP, uh, yoga practitioner, yoga instructor, business mentor. And she's done all of these things in her own pursuit of something that can change people's lives for the better. She understands communication extremely well, helping leaders of all types become better at those high-stake, difficult conversations, leadership development, influence negotiation. She's a sought-after speaker. Uh, She has been on the festival circuit. She also helps individuals within their companies that she speaks for. Just a massive impact on so many people. And Katie, we're just so happy that you could be here with us today on the Action Catalyst. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here, Dan. Oh, this would be great fun. you know, we've had such an, an amazing career, first of all, working in what you might call big business and medical device sales, and then the shift into what you've been doing for the last decade or so, really empowering people. Um, along the way, you've had some terrible things happen. I wonder if you could maybe share some of these key pivots and key movements that, that have helped you get where you are now. Sure, Dan. Uh, thank you again for having me. And uh yeah, it's been interesting life, just experiencing life and how our challenges and struggles really allow us to wake up and see the deeper meaning and how we want to take action. And I think some of the main pivots are um, the first thing is kind of growing up. I wasn't the best student and I had to figure out my learning style and strategy and uh, really the way that the school system uh, promoted how to learn wasn't necessarily the way that I learned the easiest. And so a big part of a pivot that happened to me when I was younger is I got to a moment where I was really lucky that I had my brother ask me what I wanted. And I started setting goals for the first time in my life. And one of them was to go to college and to, to do you know really successful things in the world. And that allowed me to commit and really get clear on who I was and started learning a lot about how I process information and was able to really get in and and learn that and to completely reverse my situation within my education and really just be able to streamline it and take action. And and so that made it so that I could go to UC Berkeley and and just be a a student and to start really learning because I'd always was really curious 
but that was, it was always that I was more of an athlete and could do other things that I had gifts in. And the, when I was able to actually get that empowerment, those tools, I was able to really excel. And, you know, as I was going through my career and just being focused and determined and really wanting to give back as well, I, I really thought that I had made it. I had worked really hard and I got into medical sales right out of school and eventually got into medical device sales and implantable devices. So I was a foot away from the patients, uh, verbally commanding the surgery when we're using products and doing huge you know, business contracts, uh, millions and millions of dollars. And I also was a competitive triathlete. And I, you know, I told her brothers growing up, I love doing sports and just really found a lot in sports of the, the deeper learning too of, in life and how to be disciplined. And one day I was on my bike with a bunch of cyclists and I got hit by a car. So this is around 12 years ago. And so this is probably the major pivot and just challenge I had in my life was I, you know, got up from that and I was in complete denial about everything. And what happened was I had two herniated discs. I had a concussion. My hips went out of alignment. I three-fourths tore my MC on ACL and just had a lot of bruises and pain. And everyone was like, we're not going to do surgery. Uh, let's, you know, wait on this. And so I went to physical therapy. And as an athlete, I was like, oh, this is just, you know, I'm sore from a race kind of thing. Shake and it it's off. Gonna, yeah. yeah, shake it off. It's, you know, this is temporary. I'm going to get right back to it. So I went back to work way too soon. I was, you know, hobbling around. I, could, I couldn't walk that well. And literally three months to that date, it was just a few month, uh, days uh, between that, I was on the way to a meeting and I was hit from behind and the back end of my car went to the center of my car and my seatbelt didn't catch me. And to make matters worse, it was a hit and run. And so the car left the scene and I was raced to UCLA in an ambulance and everything was going through my mind. It was just, I couldn't believe it happened again. And I was really just hoping I didn't break my neck because I had such severe whiplash because my seatbelt didn't catch me. I hit my head extremely hard on the windshield. And again, it could have been a lot worse. Both my accidents actually could have been a lot worse. I was very blessed that, um, that I, it wasn't to another level, but it was definitely the impact was there. And so when I got to the hospital, I didn't break my neck, but the doctors didn't know really what to do with me because I had injuries on top of injuries. And and then it just started this whole cascade of things. I had 30 more, you know, I gained all this weight. I had 30 more pounds of, of uh, weight on me. I had IBS because I was taking all these anti-inflammatories. So my digestive was all messed up. I had brain fog. Um, I had chronic pain, which turned into fibromyalgia, I sciatica. And at the same time, I was just trying to hold on to my identity because I, you know, in my life, I had had these strategies of how to, to be and who I was. And this was all, you know, making me slow down and, and think about things. And I was seeing, you know, a psychologist, a neurologist at Cedars and all these orthopedic surgeons just trying to figure out what was going on with my body. So fast forward, you know, about 20 months, I got knee surgery. So that really helped that situation. But I was really being pushed into getting two spine surgeries, one in my neck and then one in the base of my spine. And I, you know, my rock bottom moment is I would just exhaust myself during the week. And I think that's a big thing. When you're in a big challenge or struggle, you really learn about your character. And one thing I really learned is that I have this warrior type personality and I'll keep going until I'm crawling. And which is a pro and a con because it, it's definitely I'll push the limits no matter what, just because of my mindset and being committed. 
And so I was, I was really at this point of breaking where I was crawling to the bathroom and crawling back on this lush carpet. And I was looking up at the ceiling and I realized I'd been so external in my healing process, listening to everyone else, who I was, what was going on. I actually never gone inside and committed to my healing. In that moment, I had a vision that I was going to heal and that I was going to be able to do without these surgeries. And I committed that this was going to happen. And in the next two months, I healed more than I had in, in 20 months or, or two years. And it just started this journey of listening to myself and doing a lot of internal work and then starting to study with a lot of different teachers and leaders and, and um, different healers and just learning all these strategies and opening things up. I, have, uh, I was a trained sports medicine trainer, so I, I'm very equipped in anatomy and physiology and I explored everything in Western medicine. I knew that I had to be a bridge or there had to be some intersect where it's not just about the physical, it's the emotional, mental, and spiritual aspect. And so I just went on this journey. It was just one of those things. I, I had to have trust and faith that I was going to be okay and that this was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen exactly. And through a cycle of events, it really allowed me to be exposed and then following my heart and my you know, my whole body, when you're in that alignment and there's that embodiment and congruency, you, you have to pay attention to that. And so that was a huge learning in my process. And fast forward two or three years after traveling the world and living in ashram in India and being in monasteries in Japan and studying with all these different amazing leaders, I got really motivated. I became a, a, a yoga instructor and then became a board certified health counselor because nutrition and fitness and lifestyle is a huge part of self leadership and self management and, and just learning about yourself. And it was amazing. I had been this athlete my whole life, but I was a sugarholic and I was dependent on certain things. I was able to stay fit because I was just working out so much. Um, but it was really about slowing down. I had to slow way down and start learning and putting the pieces back together. And I remember too, the when I when I had those moments of shifting, I remember my mindset because I had been so hard on myself. I was always comparing myself how I used to be. I was comparing. I, that was the first time I started comparing myself to others because that was never really my story or something I did. And I was so hard on myself. And I'll never forget when I shifted that. It was my self talk, and I started being for myself. And I started celebrating the little victories, these little wins. So I remember the first time I walked a block without pain. And that night before I went to bed, I said to myself, you know, you did a really good job. And what you're going to do is you're going to do two blocks next week. And so it's really when you're in these challenges and struggles, then it's a huge, you know, pivot that's happening in your life. It's slowing down and being able to break things down into little bite-sized pieces to, to motivate yourself to, to, and over, over time, over a week, over a month, over a few months, a year, it's amazing how, what you can do when you put your mind to it. And there's that focus and congruency. Mm -hmm. And so after that, it was just things really sped up my whole healing because my mindset, everything was in alignment because I knew it was going to happen. And I knew I could, I was easy on myself. So if I messed up, I think when we're on a journey, and we're learning uh, something new, or we're going through a challenge or a struggle, you, you have to understand, it's kind of like watching a child learn how to ride a bicycle. It's, you know, they go through a process where they're, they're experimenting, they're experiencing things, they try it, they fall down, 
they mess up. So a lot of my healing, if it was like a graph, I, I would heal, but then I would like kind of almost re-injure myself a little bit and, and have to take a few steps back and then realign and then go and keep going up and having these little moments that were huge learnings in the process. And so all this wisdom of, of experiencing and try and integrating, and then I had a lot of mentoring as well, really led me to just go down this journey of, of the self-healing. And in that, I knew that I, you know, learning this, I, I wanted to give back because I was given so many gifts in this challenge. And so I started seeing clients and helping them. And I realized that I'd always been a leader and just doing leadership trainings and just was very passionate about leadership and working with leaders and all types of people as well, because all of us are leaders. Um, you know, we're parents, we're in our, in our communities, we're, you know, everyone's a leader. And I wanted to, to deepen my knowledge on that. So part of this, of this pivot and this challenge is I went back to school, I became a certified executive coach. And then I did a three-year, four-year program to become a, a trainer of neurolinguistics programming and got really deep in it because I'd always, there was a core thing of curiosity about how we connect in communication. And I knew with our healing process, our internal process, and to live our life purpose, this connection process is so important to really be able to connect. And, and so I got so curious and going really deep into information. And I did all these other certifications. I did all this energy healing. I was, you know, just this open system of let's experiment and what I learned in that is my main gift, there's, there's two. And part of, you know, that's kind of the beauty of challenges and struggles is that you learn deeper wisdoms about yourself. And what my ability is, is that I'm able to go into many systems of information and not be attached to one way, but be the translator. And to really be, I can hold a tremendous amount in my mind as a visionary and just see how everything's connected. And then how do we simplify so that's a big part of the process I went through was that when we're fragmented, when we're all over the place and we haven't gone through a discovery process, which is always the first step. And that's, you know, being in Southwestern empowerment and, you know, we just launched our, our three day elevate your life event. That's the first step is you have to go backwards to go forwards. You have to go through a process to discover who you are on the deepest level and to go through these strategies to uncover that and to go backwards. So it's a deconstructing to reconstruct. Mm. So that was a big part of this process was just these deep learnings of, of how that was all connected. And uh, about eight years ago, I had a teacher after I healed my body. I mean, I completely got rid of the sciatica, the chronic pain, the fibromyalgia. I lost all the weight. Um, was able to really just start feeling great all the time, all day energy, sleeping well at night, just really being in my center where it's calm, but focused. And he just came to me. He's like, you have to share this with the world because you're, you're, you're on the other side of this and people are suffering. So what happened was I just got really committed and focused on this mission to be at service and I spent my weekends, my holidays, waking up super early. And I just put my mind to uh, putting all this information together, which was really based on 29 notebooks over the time that I was healing and just learning and reading thousands of books. Because that was part of the process too. I was, when I was creating uh, this method called the Harmony Method, which was part of this struggle and challenge, 
I was ordering nine to 11 books off Amazon a week and just really seeing, you know, how is this, what are all the systems saying? Because I think that's where we get really fragmented is in leadership systems and health and wellness and all these different things. We're fighting with each other on what's the right way. And I think there's a wisdom way of looking at it, which is what is every system saying? What is the congruent, the consistent thing that everyone's saying? And so that's what I was most curious about and the takeaway. And I just got really motivated and I started making all these micro learning videos. So I have over 350 micro uh, learning videos. And it's really about, you know, this integrative total lifestyle system and leadership system where we're looking at blending ancient wisdom with modern science and really focusing in on integrative health mindset and communication for healing and high performance. And at the same time, I started really getting into advanced communication skills and leadership skills and blending what I was doing in the harmony method with also creating an integrative leadership system and curriculum. And so that's, that was a, a big birth of that. And then working with so many CEOs and executives and thought leaders and paradigm shifters and really giving them the, the, the tool sets that they need and the skill sets to really be able to fulfill their missions. And I really feel like you get people that are passionate about their life purpose or their, their job or their, their company. And it's really, how do we slow down and be able to align and to have that clarity in our, how we speak and how we communicate? And then how can we also have this emotional connection where we create a caring experience? And then how do we connect to our message and then connect to people? So it's really these different tactics of what we can do to really be in our alignment and our center. And then how do we share that to really be at service and to create global impact on, on a very, on a, on a wide level. So those are just a few things. And even now when I'm go through challenges and, you know, I'm not perfect and things happen, it's amazing that that main challenge and struggle that I had in my life, how that those skill sets, instead of me being down for months or a year, I'm able to apply those skill sets right away and get back into, you know, who I am, my truth, and to realign and then take action from there versus I think all of us, all of us have experienced when we're not in our truth and how that feels. And so it's really being able to navigate that and, and learning that. And I think that's the most enjoyable and thing that I get the most love and joy out of is being part of that transformation process with so many people is that when that light goes off and that awareness happens, and then you give them tools and skill sets and they do the work. It's not me about, about me being the expert or the guru or anything. It's about you can do it. Anything I can do, you can do. And so it's about empowering one person at a time, powering you know, companies and groups and communities and societies and on a global level, when we're able to give and be able to support each other and everyone does the work themselves, that's when we'll have a paradigm shift. And we're in that right now. And the time is now. It's not, you know, two years from now, 10 years from now. It's really about right now. And that waking up process is so important. And people need to know that they can do it. And sometimes you can wake up without having been in multiple collisions and people wrecking into you and smashing you. And your your pain and your ability to transcend that is now enabling you to transfer those skills and transfer those awarenesses to others. It's inspiring, truly inspiring. 
Thanks, Dan. Did, did you have to change your self-paradigm about what motivates you to do well? You said before you were really hard on yourself. It was about competition, probably as a triathlete, it's getting a better time, faster transitions, higher up in the pack. And then you had to do a complete change into more self-love, self-acceptance, forgiveness, peace. Um, would, would you say that's fundamental to this transition and transformation? Yes, I think there's a place you have to find, I call it home. It's the nurturing, safe place inside of you. You could say inside your heart. And it's where you can be okay with messing up. And I think in society today, we're from media and how we're programmed is that we're supposed to master something overnight, or we're supposed to be perfect or something, which just doesn't exist. And so it's really giving yourself space, holding a dynamic space to allow to experiment and experience things and learn because we're here to learn and to evolve. And instead of being stuck in something and having these patterns just continue to happen. Uh, and so it's really about slowing down so I slow way down. And the first step is just most people don't know how to breathe. So we're in this constant stress cycle. And it's this vicious cycle where we're easily triggered, we're easily reactive, and that wastes a lot of our life force and our energy. And so some of those first steps of being easy on yourself is just being able to elongate your breath and just being able to slow way down. And what happens when you elongate your breath is it stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest. And this allows you to be very present in the moment and really connect with whatever you're doing in the moment or who you're being with. And also being in this, I call it the, you know, it's, it's part of like moderation and middle path since my life up to the accidents were, were pretty extreme. I mean, I lived in extremes. I'd always been able to get into these peak states very easily as an athlete and just be able to be in it for hours. And, but I pushed it. I pushed my body. I pushed all elements within life. And so what I do now is I actually experience life so much uh, more and very, you know, very fulfilled and very fully because I'm in this neutrality most of the time. And what that means is it's not that I'm not reacting and not experiencing emotions. I come from this more level plane so that I can fully experience joy. I can fully experience sadness, but I'm not in there. I'm not at this if we're looking at a range or a spectrum, I don't, I don't just stay there because if we're going up, we're going to have to come down. Mm -hmm. And that's everything from our blood sugar to just if, you know, if we're going into these extreme things within our, even looking at the areas of our life, another area of your life is going to, to hurt. So if we're going to be workaholics, usually our health and wellness and our family time, there's things that are out of harmony. And at the same time, there's, there's seasons and cycles. There's times when you need to commit and focus and to be able to, to go into things and, and you'll, you're still in harmony. And so it's really this, this level of being in that neutrality where I'm fully experiencing everything in the moment, but I'm not attached to it. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging it and I accept it. And so it's also kind of looking at another component here is if you have high expectations, it's usually high disappointments. Mm -hmm. So that's a big thing is how do you have goals and have intentions, but also allow to let go of them and to also experience the whole process and the journey of learning. And so well, that letting go, like what you're saying, that, that letting go and, and being able to to be able to flow in that, it allows it so that you actually can experience more. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so Katie, if somebody does have high goals and they have been historically the type of person that will push themselves into this extreme state and it's like, I've got to hit my goals. You know, that's such a common phrase. My goals are important. I've got to hit my goals. What's what's uh, what's wrong with that, that pressure, that push to say, I've, I've said I'll do something. I've got to do something. And how can somebody change their their path to it? Instead of I think just it's saying, I've got to do it. Mm-hmm. I think it's where it starts. So it's looking and, and looking at your goals if it's starting from your heart. So a lot of times we are told what we, are, we want. It's very external what happiness is and we're always chasing after and we've been told this is what is important in life. And so I think it's about slowing down and going inside. And if your goals are in alignment to more of a heart-based way of looking at things versus you know, um, which is all, everything's included here. I mean, if it's money, if it's, you know, uh, giving back, if it's, um, company goals, all these things, they all are included. And one of the first questions since you know, we hire, we're hiring a lot of people right now in Southwestern empowerment and just hiring people over the years. One of my first questions is what's your life purpose? Because that's, what's going to get you out of bed. That's what's going to inspire and motivate you. It's not, you know, going to inspirational talks and going to motivational speakers is all great. There's lots of skill sets there. And what happens is you go to a weekend course and Monday morning, you're like, oh, I must have missed something. I have to go back or they have something that I don't have. And so it's going through this process of aligning to that. And if you, and it's, and it's investigating your goals. So if your goals, if you're always this high achiever, it's really, you know, looking at is that in alignment to your greater truth and and how you want to be connected? And is that sustainable? So sustainability, I think, is a big part that we're not taught either in general, is just how to get re- sustainable results and know when to rest. So I have this motto where it's work hard, play hard, and rest hard. And so I'm I'm conscious I'm consciously putting in my time management how to have these experiences of deep rest and rejuvenation and to really be able to have time to reflect. I think people were in this information age, which is such a gift. We have so much information at our fingertips and we're busier and more stressed than we ever have been. So I'm consciously having this time to reflect and slow way down and to be checking in on my goals and making sure that, you know, is this, you know, as we gather more information, because we might have an idea Mm-hmm. And how we actually manifest something, we usually are missing two steps. I call this the manifesting tool. And it's really, we're missing step two, which is gathering information. So that's like going to a clothing store and trying on a t-shirt, but not having to buy it. So it's just, you know, gathering information. And then once we gather more information, that original idea might shift a little bit. And then we go into strategy and we start looking and modeling other people that have been successful and seeing what, you know, strategy they've done and then making it, you know, our strategy, you know, looking at our past, what's worked. And then once we set a strategy, we have a step-by-step strategy. We start taking intentional action. We get accountability. That's when we can create and manifest something. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, again, we're thought we have, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be experts overnight, or we think it's just this one, two step process. And usually there's a few more steps that we need to go through to actually create that alignment and to be able to have those goals, those high goals to, to really be working on all levels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So you're not saying we don't have to hit your goals. You're just saying if you want to achieve your goals in a sustainable, long-term way that also builds from the inside and helps you feel contributing to the world, this is a different approach than just the gritting your teeth and saying, we're going to hit this no matter what. It's about sustainability. It's about manifesting in the proper way. Yeah, it's been slowing down and, and looking at that, like having a morning routine, having these certain rituals and things to do self-care and making sure that, you know, you have all these things. And even, you know, I'm very busy. I'm a, an achiever doing all these things still. And it's I'm doing it a different way than I did it before my accidents. And it's it's a lot more sustainable because I'm easy on myself. I create time to rest and to, to have deep sleep and everything else. And that's what I, that's why I can hit it so consistently day after day. And I have so much energy. Well, so that's a big part of it. Interesting. I, I, as of today, I got back very late last night from an unplanned transatlantic trip. And the very first thing that my wife said to me this morning is you need to slow down because you have so much to do. And uh, we went through breathing, you know, just exactly what you speak about. And it's uh, profound in its impact. Um, yeah. I, Kind of as a as an offshoot of what we're talking about here, how would you advise somebody based on your own life experience if they have gone around a corner and suddenly they are slammed up against a brick wall? It doesn't have to be physically as you were. It could be something going on in their personal life. It could be in their career. It could be a relationship. Sudden, they can't see around it. They can't see over it. What 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 are some things that you have found really helpful that you could guide people when they're faced with that? So. That I say, I think as an entrepreneur, that's happening to me constantly too. So I relate to that. And then other people that I work with, just working with so many different types of people that are, are building things. It doesn't have to be this, you know, extreme accident. The first thing is slowing down. So I call it slowing down to speed up. And it's really about reevaluating your vision and really getting clear on your vision. And so an exercise we do in the three-day Elevate Your Life event is a 10 year, five year, two year, one year vision goal exercise. And so just to, to make sure that's in alignment to what's going on. Another exercise that I think is key that most people never go through is a values exercise because our values create our belief systems. And it's not only just eliciting values, which values are what is most important to you in that area of life. And then how we spend our time is it reflects our values and how we evaluate how we spend our time reflects our values. And it's also, it's not just eliciting, you know, what's the most important to me in that area. It's what does that mean? And our meaning is this internal representation because our unconscious mind, where all learning behavior and change happens is all just a bunch of images. And it's learning, you know, what is our programming? What are our patterns and being able to slow down and being able to align to those deeper values and what they mean, and then making sure that projects into our vision and making sure that, you know, reevaluating, do I need to, did I have an obstacle? Do I need to do a course correction? It's something that, you know, things happen. And so it's even how your goal setting. So I always look at another technique I look at is an aim, how you set up goals is looking at your ideal, middle and acceptable. And most people are always in their ideal and they've high expectations. And then life happens, you have kids, you have, you know, stuff that's happening, that's busy, and you're off your course. And then they're just off for a few months or a year or two years or 10 years could go by. And so it's really learning these skill sets. I call it, you know, being thrown off your horse. I'm really curious on how quickly you can get back on the horse. And so a lot of these strategies I learned over the last 12, 15 years is that life's going to happen. And there's going to be things where you're up against a wall. And so what are those, what are your choices? It's being that choice. 
and seeing that you have a choice every second. You have a choice on what your thoughts are. You have a choice on the food that you put in your mouth. You have a choice in so many ways when you even think you don't have choices. So it's being able to empower yourself by slowing down. I always put a, you know, a time slot in my calendar and I just reevaluate. And even if it's something, you know, I had to fly into LA last night and, and get right into a routine this morning. So I have all these little techniques of just how do I get back into that alignment so that I'm in my best self and being able to do that step by step. So I think those are some key elements. I think time management routines, I have small routines like five minute routines in the morning that get me aligned with doing breath and stretches and getting my body moving. So if I'm in a hotel room or I don't, again, have that much control over my schedule because it's, it's a go, go, go. There's these little things that you can do to really in, infuse into your day to day that can help you get back on the path and really be able to get to the deeper structures of what's going on. Because most people are in these surface structures most of the time, or the surface ideas or thoughts. And so it's allowing our, ourselves to slow down and really be able to use these kinds of tools and processes and step-by-step strategies to get ahead of it so that we can be you know, acting again that, that when we're reconstructing what needs to happen, we're ahead of it versus just being in it. And then it's like Groundhog's Day, mm-hmm. where it's just you know, the days go by, months, years, and then you have a story about it, that this is just how it is. And, and so it's really about any, everyone goes through this. So it's really, how do you get back on the horse and be able to, to be living in your, your life purpose and have all these, these tools and skill sets, health and wellness, family, everything is there to support you. So you can really be thriving every single day. Got it. So when you're thrown off the horse, it's not necessary that you get back on and be cantering at full gallop right away. Just a little, a little stroll to get moving. And, and that can get you started as opposed to that, the all or nothing. Dan, that is, thank you for pointing that out because I think that's the hardest thing. When I, I teach the harmony method, the healing process, I couldn't do high intensity interval training. That, that wasn't an option for me. How do, how do I start walking, just walking 10 minutes a day or five minutes a day? How do I start small and titrate and start building from a small area? And even I've worked with so many clients and we're constantly, you know, they're like, oh, I can't do this. And I've, I've been thrown off my fitness or my, my routine. And I'm like, just walk five minutes today. That's all you got to do. And then tomorrow, walk seven. And so it's like, what are these little steps? And this is in work, in our family, in every part of our life. How can we make it so it's small? And we just start taking action to create momentum. We don't need to be an expert overnight. We don't have to be the best overnight. It's really about how we can meet ourselves where we're at. And then what are these little steps that you, you can just gain that traction again? And it's amazing what can happen just in a few months doing these little activities every day consistently and building up your confidence, building up that momentum. Because I think momentum is a really big thing and you can do amazing things from that. So powerful. I have, I have a colleague who says, I think motivation is a myth, but momentum is a very real thing. Those motivations, a temporary state that we might feel, but if we can keep momentum, the motivation tends to come back. So I think that's... Yes. And then we create habits. Yeah. And we create really healthy habits. So it's investigating our habits too. Oh, that is so key. Uh, Katie, time with you is uh, too quick. Um, can we close by, by me asking you, if you were to encounter somebody that said, I don't know where to turn. I'm at such a, a set of setbacks. They, they don't know kind of what to even think. 
what would be a restatement of the one, two, threes that you would advise this person that says, frankly, I'm out of aces. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So what we teach in uh, Southwestern Empowerment and especially in this uh, Elevate Your Life event is there's three steps. One step is discovery. So we have to go through a discovery process. I got this from Tai Chi. When you're learning Tai Chi, the first 20 to 30 minutes is a discovery process and it's where you are today. And then it's going through processes that we just spoke about, like vision, values, really learning about yourself, slowing way down and discovering those deeper elements of who you are and then aligning to it and having clarity because most of us are fragmented and we're half in, half out. So there's not this 100% all in commitment because we're kind of, we have this self-talk that's, you know, part of me wants to do this, part of me wants to do that. I kind of, I don't know. And so it's this, you're not really 100% in. And so once you're able to go through that process of reflection and discovery and get clarity, then you can put in a strategy. So people miss that first step and they just want to apply some strategy and they're not going through and, and releasing emotion, emotional baggage, processing events, processing what's going on and letting it go. And then, and then having clarity on what it is, exactly what it is within our goals and our vision and our values. And then it's going in and having a strategy. So clarity and strategy, step number two. And then once we have a strategy, it's really about having, you know, getting, taking intentional action consistently and getting accountability. It's reaching out. You don't have to do it by yourself. Mm. And that's why coaching is so important. That's why, you know, partnering up, being in community, being with people that see you who, for who, how amazing you are and that they can, that you can be in a, in a momentum taking action and getting accountability in a way that's going to promote you and your best light. And so those three steps are, I think, a huge part of just getting on top of something. Anything that's happening, those are the three steps I go to. Uh, and they are phenomenal indeed. Katie, Southwestern Empowerment obviously is full of these philosophies, and you help lead that. Can people learn more about that? What's, what's the way to dig into more of what you do? Yeah, so they can visit uh, southwesternempowerment.com. We have three offerings. We have events. And we just launched a three-day Elevate Your Life event. And it's all these skill sets. It's everything from advanced communication skills, time management, understanding your values, your belief system, vision, habits, to gaining confidence. And what is even looking at kindness and compassion. And also that high-performance mindset, high-performance health. And it's looking at self-mastery. So it's really slowing down that self-leadership, self-management aspect is so important. And to really be able to really uh, explore your performance and your potential, it's about doing the work on you and then being able to lead others or be in community or, or go after your goals or that deeper intention. So that's the three-day uh, Elevate Your Life event. Our next one is in Nashville, October 17th through the 19th. And then we have one in February from the 20th to the 22nd in Nashville. And then we're going to be launching into LA and New York. And we're really passionate about that. Then we also have a CEO concierge program, which is looking at uh, helping CEOs and, and strategic leaders with all these advanced skill sets to get that ready for high state conversations and presentations so that they can gain more support, more awareness and more funding. And then also bring in all the harmony method uh, methodology too, because a lot of times we have to, to look at how do we heal and how do we have high performance and look at our mindset and all these different other elements 
within that. And then we have keynotes too. So speaking um, and speaking to groups and organizations to really learn how we can be more empowered and, and to be able to take that to the next level within health and wellness. And so you can go to that website. And then also you can go to my personal website at katiekovalvik.com to learn more about the Harmony Method, which is part of Southwestern Empowerment. And that's the integrative total lifestyle and leadership system. And I have five online programs with over 350 micro learning videos. So all the videos are five to 10 minutes long. And it's really the, what are these step-by-step processes? So you can learn those right away. And really, I'm, that's my passion project and just speaking all over the world and being able to connect people and to really give these skill sets because I think that's the most important thing. You can follow us on social media. So SW Empowerment on Instagram or Facebook. And then the Harmony Method is on Facebook and then Katie Kovalvik on Instagram and then Katie Kovalvik on Harmony Method and LinkedIn and, and just um, to get more information. And we're just at the start. So we're just getting started with Southwestern. And it's been such an honor and a blessing to be able to be part of the Southwestern family of companies. And I think it's really about this global movement that we're creating and using all these tool sets of, of, of Southwestern's history as well. And to really be able to connect to as many people as possible and know that they can do this and they're not alone. Awesome. And it's an honor to be on the same team with you, Katie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing and for, for being who you are, the example, the beacon, the messenger. It's a big difference maker and you are doing that every day. Thanks, Dan. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.